Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. This is episode 252. Tonight we're going to be talking all about the recent sales numbers for the Nintendo Switch. Been uh, continuing to sell like crazy, uh, surpassing the PS4. We're also going to be talking about the recent Indie World Showcase from May 11th and a lot more. And uh, we're so glad that you guys are joining us. We have a live chat going right now. Um, hello to everybody in the live chat, both on YouTube and Twitch. And uh, yeah, we're so grateful to uh, to have you guys there. If any of uh, the things that we talk about during this live recording, you want to jump in and uh, let us know your thoughts, what you've been playing and all that stuff, feel free to do that. And we'll be referring to that throughout the podcast, of course. And uh, before we get any further, uh, we should probably do some inter- introductions, uh, just in case someone is new to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. My name is Steve, and uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, uh, but also joining uh, us is Barry. Hey, Barry, how's it going? Hey, Steve. It's always a pleasure. Great to be back. You know, last last week, or two weeks ago, we, we had a record, uh, so it wasn't live, so it's great to be live again uh, with everybody uh, in the chat. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Greg, good to see you again, too. Yes, likewise. Uh, as Barry said, it's great to have it live again. It's There's always a different feel to like, actually having being able to interact with like the chat room and everything, and then just having it pre-recorded. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of which, yeah, if you if you missed episode 251, uh, the one right before this, we did pre-record that. And we're actually going to have to pre-record our next one as well. Uh, so sorry about that. Summer is just kind of crazy. I know I'm traveling a lot and we got different things going on. So um, normally we do record every other Monday live. And we do encourage you to jump in the chat as we just talk about all things Nintendo. Um, we love interacting with you all throughout the, the episodes. So, um, again, hello to our chat. We got Jakester, Kevin, Blake, Blake, wait, Blake's in there. Sweet. Um, yeah. we haven't seen Blake in a while <laughs> and, uh, I was just reading along, just expecting him to see that all the time. Uh, Jared's in there too. So lots of people jump in the chat, be sure to say hello. And, uh, we're going to be talking in just a minute about games we've been playing. And so we would love for you to do that as well. But before we jump into that, uh, we just want to encourage you guys to, uh, follow us on social media. Um, we're at Twitter, um, at Nintendo Fuse. And also if you have not joined us on, uh, our discord as well we absolutely love uh having you guys in our discord and just able to chat about games and life and everything else in between episodes it's a great growing community we got over there so make sure you head up uh head up the link on the screen or the link in the show notes or the youtube description as well so um yeah social media discord be sure to do that but let's jump into what we have been playing and we'll go to uh barry first yeah, so this has been kind of a lighter week or two weeks um, in terms of game content, in terms of like different games. But uh, whenever I've had time, I've been captivated. Uh, so on the Switch front, it's the usual: Animal Crossing and uh, and Pokemon Unite, just doing the the daily stuff. And it's getting to that point where it's like <laughs> I don't know how much longer I'm going to keep doing them. Because uh, it, it almost feels more busy work than anything else, uh, but I'm still doing them. <clears throat> and um, on the PS5 side, I, I did play a little of the multiverses, which uh, was uh, that's in alpha for a couple days. And uh, thankfully, uh, one of our one of our uh, new our newest staff writer, uh, Lunchbox, he had some extra codes, so he gave me one. And he asked if I tried it, so I tried it on the PlayStation. 
uh, it's Smash Brothers. I mean, it's it's very, very, it feels very similar to Smash Brothers, but it also feels a little more chaotic. Uh, and I think that's because you have, it's a faster paced game, I feel, and you have a lot of recovery. Everybody has the same double jump, but you can do your up, with the equivalent of like the up B twice, and you can do air dashes twice. And you like, it, it felt like, it, the only way to get knocked off was really to get the percentage up and just hit them so they can't recover. Um, it's also a team-based thing. So I was, did teams. It was 2v2. And every character has team-based maneuvers. And some of them are like literally will grab your opponent and pull them back. So like your opponent could go off on the, off the edge and beat on a, you know their, their opponent. And you can just pull your partner back onto the field, no problem. Um, it's, it's pretty interesting to... Uh, to see how it works, but it feels good. Um, I don't know how it's going to be in the full game. Uh, it is a free-to-play game, so that means there's a pass that you could purchase, and there's daily uh, things to log in to do, and all the stuff is cosmetic, but you do have to unlock some characters. Uh, it's a good roster from the get-go of you know what you can play, but it's one of those things. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to really play it. Uh, uh, even though I'm attached to a lot of the characters, I'm also not attached to some of them. But uh, it, I'm glad they're doing this as a thing. It's weird the Switch wasn't included. I don't know if it's not coming to Switch. Uh, maybe they just fear coming, you know, competing with Smash Brothers. But it's a free-to-play game, so I don't see why they don't. Um, but yeah, so that, that's a thing. But my main is it my main. Can I jump in there? Is it yeah. much different from Brawl? Is it Brawlhalla? Is there? there oh the God! It's much better than Brawlhalla. Much better than that. Much, okay. I I did not like Brawlhalla at all. Um, I did. I like I said. I enjoyed this. I did not enjoy this more than Smash Brothers. Um, I felt like I said. I felt it was just kind of crazier than Smash Brothers. And it, it through, at least right now, all there is is online, and you don't need a PS Plus or anything like that to to play because I don't have that, and I was able to play. But it's only online, so I don't know how the single player content is. If there is even single player content, I don't know. But. Uh, I just had fun just messing around with it. I wasn't doing it seriously. But the main thing that I was playing, which is a game that I thought about maybe I would mess around with and most likely give up relatively soon, just to say I did it, was Elden Ring. Because I played Dark Souls, I played Demon Souls, and I played Bloodborne, and all three of them I enjoyed up until a point when the bosses kicked my ass and I couldn't continue, and I was getting frustrated, and I, I never was a fan of the Dark Souls system where you're alive, and then when you die, you're dead, and you have less health, and you can't, you, it's harder to summon people, and you get live again, you're like, yay, and then you die, and it's like, ugh. Uh, it, just, it just never gripped me. But Elden Ring has absolutely absorbed me in a way I did not expect. The game is ridiculously massive. Uh, and, and not not massive in the sense of there's so much stuff and I just don't care to do it. Like, that was my problem with Horizon when I played Forbidden West, is by the time I just beat the game, I didn't do 90% of the things I felt like. I just didn't care. It was like, oh, I could do this for the sake of doing it. I didn't care. It showed you on the map where everything was. It was like no exploration. It was like, oh, this is over here, this is over here. Elden Ring doesn't tell you anything. And it's literally, oh, I've never went over here. Like, like I am on what I could be guess one of the final areas of the game and it's like oh i never did the second palace 
I never went in. I never found the key. And then mm -hmm. I went back to it and I just wiped the floor with everything. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm always discovering every day. Like, oh, there's a new quest here I never did. Oh, here's a new boss here I never did. A new dungeon. Uh, it's just massive. And it's like, it, it surprised me too because I'm like, well, the overworld, it's like small when you start. And then as you gain new map pieces, it zooms out. And I'm like, oh, it just keeps getting bigger. And then you go underground, and you realize there's a whole underground that's like almost the size of the the, the, the above ground map. And I'm like, oh my god! Like, like this game is massive, and it gave me a lot of Breath of the Wild vibes of like when I was just exploring Breath of the Wild and playing. Uh, very well done. The the penalty of death is nothing. You lose your runes, and if you can get back, you get them. But there's no like living dead system. You are the same and. And I play offline, I don't have PSN, so online you get people invading you, or you could call in friends, and I'm sure that's a great, no, I'm probably missing one of the best aspects, but I'm playing offline. There are NPCs that invade, they, they act like, um, and they're only in set points, so you don't have to worry about it. But you could also get summons, which is cool, because I'm, I'm a fighter, and you could summon like different enemies if, as long as you get the summons uh, to help you on bosses, and that... That's one of the reasons I'm able to beat some of the bosses. But I, I never felt intimidated. Even like, oh my god, it's a big dragon. What am I going to do? Like, no, I'm going to go for it. Mm -hmm. And I can't recommend it enough. I never thought I would say this. I thought this, I had no interest in it. I didn't even pre-order it. I got it after the fact. I, Elden Ring, Elden Ring, I have no interest. No, I don't care. And now I'm hooked. And I can't put it down. Nice. And like when I go to bed, I'm thinking like, oh, I still need to do this. And I need to do this. Like that's how I know it's gripped me. So that has absorbed any amount of playtime I've had wow. uh, for the most part. It is that good of an open world RPG. And wow. I never thought I would be saying those words because I was just never interested in it. But now yeah. I see why. Uh, and it's, it's uh, what Jar Jar R. Markin. So if you like Game of Thrones, it's like a lot of that stuff. Cool. Um, cool. So yeah, that's been my mantra. <laughs> nice. Do you think uh, now that you've, you're into it and everything, is it, I mean, it's probably not going to happen, but would it be possible to actually play, run this on the Switch? Or is it way, nope. too, way too powerful? No. Yep. Way too powerful. Uh, I will say it's also very accessible. Like, very, compared to other Souls games, it's, it's very accessible. And it's one of those where you will die, but you will get better. And the more you learn... And it's not even like... there's There's been a few bosses that, like... I would fight it, and it would be like, all right, it killed me for the sixth time. I'm going to go on. It's, it's never been a roadblock. Even even with the story, like the main story, you need to kill this guy when he beat me. I just went elsewhere. I'm like, I'm going to go explore. And then I came back, and it was stronger. And I farmed some gear from enemies, and then I just wiped the floor with them. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. cool. Okay, I'm, I, I feel like I've made progress. And that's – I don't like to hit a, like a wall in any video game and feel I can't progress past that wall. Like, like there's nothing else I can do. Like I either beat this or I don't, and I just have to keep sitting there trying to – I don't like that. I like, all right, let me take a breather. Let me go do some other stuff. Let me get a little stronger. Let me get some new moves or, or, or figure out things better and then come back. And this game allows that, and I nice. like that. Um, other than that, I've still been playing 14, not as much, but uh, still running some stuff, and still doing Dragalia Lost as a very, very half-assed type of thing, and uh, Mario Kart Tour. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm gonna go to the chat real quick, and uh, a lot of a lot of conversations going on there. It looks like uh, Jakester says been playing Triangle Strategy, Advance Wars, Lego Star Wars, Skywalker Saga. And uh, can't finish the story because of a bug. Um, I have not played it since the first time I 
uh, that my wife and I played it, so we've not encountered that bug. But that that kind of sucks, Jakester. Sorry about that. I know you were looking forward to that game a lot. Um, it's like uh, Kevin's wondering if we played the Pokemon Bloom thing or Pikmin Bloom thing. Um, I installed it, and then um, it sat there on my phone for forever. And I finally just I just uh, uninstalled it just the other day. So I don't know if you guys touched it at all. I haven't touched it in like three days or four days after it came out. I never even booted it up. I don't think I downloaded it even. <laughs> nice. Um, Dara Tiger says, been playing lots of... Ate- wow. How do you pronounce that one? Eight Lear. Or, okay. or Atelier. Actually, Atelier. I don't know what that game is. You're going to have to tell me about that. And, it's an hmm. RPG series. Very, okay. very popular. Been, uh, been around for a while. PS2, nice. I think, was the first one. Nice. That's cool. Um, looks like uh, Jakester logs into Pikmin on occasion, but doesn't go often. Uh, Jared's usually a Pokemon Go, Pikmin Bloom, uh, Mario Run, and Mario Kart, so a lot of mobile there. Uh, Kevin's been playing Demon's Tear Plus. Uh, Blake has been playing, or sorry, he's talking about Elden Ring. Um, and uh, But yeah, really excited about it, but still hasn't gotten a PS5. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, so oh, Jakester says it's uh, the uh, the bug in Lego Star Wars is only in the Switch version. So that is actually the version I got. So um, that's really unfortunate, and I hope I don't encounter that. Um, is it something that happens to everyone, or like only certain criteria will trigger the bug? So if I I know of ahead of time, maybe I can avoid it. <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. So we'll have to chat, Jakester, make sure uh, I maybe see if I can avoid that bug when I start to play it. Um, Idrubi also says, also just picked up uh, Atelier or At- Atelier, either way, how you pronounce that, um, Sophie too. And, uh, oh, it's an Alchemist Workshop game. That's interesting. All right, I'm going to have to look that up because that sounds really intriguing now. So, um, Greg, what have you been playing lately? <clears throat> this week, it's or this time, it's more like a concentrated effort. I didn't try to see how many titles I could hit, mm-hmm. so I spent a good amount of time in each of the ones that I'll be um, going through. Um, I finally decided to open up Animal Crossing again after a pretty uh, few months hiatus, and just been doing some more um, rehab, uh, rehab on my island because I, 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 it's kind of stressing me out that it's not like <laughs> organized in a way that I want it to be. So it's. I'm kind of getting motivated to get it into like a final form before I can really put the cap on that and call it a call it a day on it. Um, I was playing a lot of Switch Sports, and spoiler alert, we'll be I'll be diving more into that like uh, in a little bit for our game chat. Um, then I finally got around to continuing Fire Emblem Warriors after like several podcasts of saying that it was on my backlog that I never finished. So I'm like up to like chapter like. 13 or 14 now so it's i had left i'd stopped playing after like six so it was like some good progress made there and hoping to get that underway before uh new hope comes out in next month and then i've really had the desire to finish up pikmin 3 deluxe so i um opened it back up on my daughter's switch and i got every single badge and went full 100 percent uh completion um every single badge did every single mission mode all the battle things i did with my daughter so it was such a great and wonderful game and i really hope to see more for pikmin 4 if it ever comes out <laughs> feels <laughs> like it's been in development for <laughs> since uh pikmin 3 uh came out on on uh, wii u but that's true who knows 
Yeah. Well, Pikmin 3 was uh, long rumored and finally came out and everything. So maybe we'll just say that's the, that's the case for uh, Pikmin games moving forward. I mean, I they could easily make stuff more expansive. I mean, I don't understand why like it doesn't need to be as small as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's just like a few levels and the levels, I mean, are really good size, but I can't imagine like if they could make it just a few extra levels or something. And it still adds a lot more content. Cause it's not like, like you're limited on a lot of things there. Like they could really pack the levels with full of fruit and enemies and stuff like that too. So yeah, that's true. Cool. And then, and then finally, just was still playing Fire Emblem Heroes. So it's still ongoing and still going strong. It's not being shut down, at least that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> For now. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> it's their highest grossing mobile game. I, I would think Nintendo would be shutting down pretty much every game on the mobile apps if it's... Which, unless, who knows? I, I, mean, I mean, it could certainly decline in revenue over time, but it, it still seems to be holding up pretty solid since its release, but... You yep. never know, though. That's true. Well, I have uh, I actually added a new game. Uh, so, of course, I've been playing Rocket League and Crash Royale. Um, I actually get up to Diamond 2. two. Um, so, the, uh, so, highest level I've gotten so far, um, which is pretty exciting. Um, I'm like halfway through Diamond, and I might actually uh, finally get hit uh, champion uh, rank. So, it's pretty exciting. Um, but... Uh, yeah, there's been some new modes and everything lately and actually like throwing some new stuff in there. So it's been it's exciting to to have some, you know, something to go back to, I guess, um, rather than just a basic game um, as we wait to for the inevitable. Hopefully sometime they'll uh, unrelease or they'll release a new version of it on unreal five uh is what we're hoping for but we'll see um and then i played finally played some robot name fight uh so been telling you guys i feel like for like um 10 episodes maybe something like that that i'm going to play it so (laughs) finally did and um yeah it's definitely super metroid vibes uh for sure like what you guys said and um i I, i'm i don't mm, I think I'm still deciding if I like or not like the roguelike uh, aspect of the game. Um, It's not as annoying as some roguelites out there for sure, but it still is really, it's annoying when I'm like, Oh, I I made it a really good distance and I made some progress and I was like, I know exactly where to go and I boot up the next thing and I restart and it's all different again. (laughs) That's kind of annoying. Um, So I love, I love like the, the concept of that. I'd like, I like, you know, all that, but, uh, but when you're actually getting into it, the, the realities of it, um, it does get annoying when you're like, Oh man, I made it all the way to the boss. And I didn't like the very first time, whatever boss I got, um, I couldn't jump over him for some reason and I didn't know why. And so I just died. Like it, it wouldn't let me jump over or somehow he, like that's a power of his. I don't, I don't quite understand. Um, but I did get to, to the boss and he just totally just pinned me in the wall and I died because there was no way to avoid it. And I had already used my special up cause I didn't know the next room was going to be the boss. Um, and so I had accidentally used my special cause somehow I somehow bumped the, the R button and wasted it all in the, in the level before and, uh, or this, the room before that. And then all of a sudden I'm 
pinned in there with the the boss and he just kills me and start over again so i made it to the next boss and i don't know something happened and so like that part is annoying that i have to start over and like learn where i'm going and i'm not sure it's like total exploration there's nothing like you get a map when you when you open each level but i don't know where that leads to so if you if you like the total exploration kind of thing this would be for you but if that kind of stuff sounds annoying and you're like just tell me where to go you probably will get frustrated by this game um but the the concepts behind like like if you like super metroid like these guys have said before like barry and greg have said before if you like super metroid you're going to like this style of game for sure um but the roguelike stuff is still kind of iffy if i like that aspect of of robot and fight so well, the nice thing is each thing is different because you don't always get the same bosses. You don't always right. get the same powers. And and once you start to... It's like, you know, Dark Souls. or, or like, you know, When you die, like, oh, okay, well, now I learn what to do next time. And, and you're a little sure. more cautious and, and you start to see That's patterns. That's if I get that next time. Like, it might be totally different the yeah. next time I play. Yeah, that's... I've done my numerous playthroughs. Everything has been... A lot of the bosses are basically completely different. Like, I've haven't seen too many of the same bosses like several times. So um, I think I, there are a few that have like repeated, but that's, I've done quite a number of runs, but I really wish there was like a, con- like a, almost a continue like in that same seed without having to punch it in and you keep all your stuff. I'm fine with it. Like being completely different. If I want to start a new game and have like the map could be completely different, but to feel like you lose all of your progress on the death is kind of makes it unsettling and that's kind of where i'm at to not really want to continue because it's very frustrating to like oh i got like two weapon upgrades i got like all these speed and power beam upgrades and then boom just all right it's like somebody just erased my save file and time to start over again it's like well one of the nice things about it is every time you beat a boss you unlock a new power for that can that can appear in future runs so Mm. The more bosses you kill, the farther you get. Makes every run after that significantly okay. easier because more powerful things will, more like power ups will appear or or have a possibility of appearing. But they actually take, like the most powerful things are not in the pool when you start. Like you can't get the overpowered stuff. So as you progress and as you start beating, you you're like, oh okay, now this is now in the pool. And this mm. is now in the pool, and and each run gets a little bit easier because you'll get different power-ups and you get stronger power-ups. And there's a lot of cryptic stuff that, unfortunately, like, like the shrines, like you can donate ships to shrines to get different power, power-ups power and stuff like that. Um, and some of this stuff is just insanely powerful. But mm-hmm. you have to know what to do. And that's where the, the premium guide that we have really helps because that information really isn't online. Uh, and knowing that does make the game significantly easier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my, uh, that's my, my cue to, to purchase the premium guy. <laughs> we will be selling that separately, actually. Yes, I might need it. <laughs> it, it, um, it yeah. I remember you saying something about like, there was a way to either unlock it or, or something like that, but I couldn't remember what the trigger was, but so it's beating a boss. will then trigger that to, to be unlocked we'll, for future. We'll runs. trigger a special, like one of the special, uh, power-ups will okay. be now in the pool. It doesn't guarantee it in your next run or your next five runs, but it's now in the rent, you know, in the, the RNG. It okay. will now be a possibility. And the more you beat, the more 
powerful stuff get there. So the more you run through, the more and more powerful you get. And there are people who have beaten it multiple times that can now just like, I could beat the whole thing in like an hour. Like, like the, you, it's not like Super Metroid in the sense of like Super Metroid is a big expansive map that mm-hmm. you explore. These are much, much smaller. It's like five or six sections. Yeah. Uh, really, really small because it's designed that you could beat it in like an hour and a half, two hours and you beat the game. Okay. But then you just replay it. Okay. I was wondering, it's, it's, I, I wasn't sure how long it was going to be, but it seemed like it was probably going to be a shorter experience. Yeah, it's a shorter yeah. overall experience because it's designed that way. But then when you play it again, you're getting a brand new experience this time. Yeah, so. that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I feel like I, I don't even know how far I get to even, if I'm even like halfway at that point. I mean, I've beaten like two or three bosses, but I don't know how many can even appear in a single run. So like, I I don't know if it's halfway. I don't know if it's a third of the way. I don't know if it's like 25 percent i mean i don't like there's you, no you have guide greg <laughs> you should check out the i don't even yeah. have the guide you have the guide <laughs> nice uh looking at the chat um jake's going to start met super metroid next week uh since he can't finish star wars sorry about that again um and he said uh earlier in the chat as well that's on episode nine so i'm just going to avoid episode nine for now um and you know that's okay anyway so um I'm just playing through episode four, five, and six uh, currently. And then uh, <laughs> Polar Knights joined us and says, as a barber, he loves this, uh, this show because it's a perfect evolution of beard growth. Um, okay, thanks. Cool. Uh, <laughs> and Blake's also wondering if we're going to be playing Mario Strikers. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to be playing some smart Super Mario Strikers. Um, I don't know about these guys, but it is a day one purchase for me for sure. I mean, I definitely plan to get it and play it. Um, I don't know how long I'll hold my attention. If it's anything like the GameCube and Wii one where they set the difficulty level to like master on normal, like I won't be playing it long, but um, it certainly has me very interested because yeah, I did like the previous entries. I just felt like you can't beat the computer on like a normal setting, just like win like a standard gold cup. Like it felt like it was like impossible. I'd get the ball and boom, stole <laughs> he's hits me and sh- stolen. Boom, boom, shoots another goal. Boom point gets me. It's like, it's, it's, it's possible, but you kind of got to spend a long time with the game. I don't even know how many hours I spent with that game, but it is possible. Um, and I got there. Yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, I can sweep, like, the first few teams, like, and go, like, have very fun matches. And then all of a sudden it's, like, in the, like, the champions round. And then you just get the ball and they immediately steal it and, like, try to score on you. And it's not very fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Jakester suggests they should do a global test fire kind of thing like they did for Splatoon 3. Um, I agree. I think this is another great game that they should be able to do like a, a test kind of run with it. Um, samples like they do with arms and other games too. Um, so I, I wouldn't actually be surprised if, if we do see that at some point in the near future. And, uh, you know, and if they do jump on that, um, it's usually like a couple days or few hours over a course of a week or something like that and uh definitely check that out if you're interested or maybe they'll come out with some sort of demo for it as well so 
Well, let's uh, jump into our review this time, and uh, we're going to be talking all about Nintendo Switch Sports uh, specifically. Greg's got this review because he's the only person that's actually spent significant time with this game. I don't even own it yet. Um, I don't think Barry's fired it up yet, um, but, uh, but Greg's been playing all around. So, uh, Greg, tell us all about Nintendo Switch Sports. All right. Well, um, yeah, if you've played Wii Sports, then a lot of these games are very similar like you start with like tennis and bowling and then in addition you also get like the sword fighting one which is like chimbara and there's also some new ones like soccer tennis and volleyball so i spent as with most we most time in bowling so it's um fun to start off there and basically it feels very similar to the Wii sports resort version where like you have an accurate uh joy con that like mirrors your movement. So um, it's a little bit easier to aim your shots because you can use like the joystick to move back and forth or like use like the arrow buttons, I guess, which would be Y or um, A. And then those can like shift like your aim. So it's much easier to line up your shot. You don't have to like switch modes or anything to do it. Um, And then they also added like a countdown timer only to have like 15 seconds to do your aim aim and throw so then you're not like wasting everybody else's time that's doing it and bowling online is actually very intuitive the way they did it they did like a tournament mode where you get eliminated after um like three frames of bowling if you're not like in the higher scoring group so if you're struggling you don't have to sit there and struggle for all 10 frames you'll just get booted and you can start another game where you might have better luck or whatnot if you can hone in on your skills so it's pretty interesting that the way they've changed it around and made it more suitable for online play you can start like with 16 other players then by the frame 10 there's only three or four players left that are competing for the actual win of that round so that was very cool the way they have changed that up a lot Tennis is basically very similar to what you expect on also Wii Sports Resort and Wii, Wii Sports. It's just very basic, and you're just kind of swinging the racket. It's It does know if you're swinging it from the left or the right-hand side, so then it, your character follows suit like with its, if it's a backhand shot or like a front shot. Um, you do signify if you're left or right-handed when you're playing, so it that's how it detects that. Um, it also works very similar to badminton as well because it's it's very similar to um tennis obviously then there's like some on-screen on-screen controls that you can use for like drop shots and other customizations to hit it differently or whatever so that's very intuitive the way they implemented those controls volleyball is been very interesting one because you have to like do sets and bumps and it's pretty much just moving the remote up or moving it in a down motion to um between them so it's kind of interesting that the way they did volleyball so it is a lot of fun and would still recommend it to just definitely play through the practice rounds and pay attention to the um guide that it shows the first time you boot up the game then for soccer is also very cool way they did that like you have to have two joy cons to actually play it 
So like there's, you can use, it's primarily just using one to like kick it. And then if you are doing a headbutt kind of shot, then you have to like shake both of them at the same time. Um, I didn't really try with the little like band that goes around your leg. So I wasn't able to thoroughly review how accurate that was to actually use like your foot for one of the Joy-Cons, but it was definitely very responsive and a lot of fun. And those matches are just like two minutes complete for a full game of soccer. So if you don't score, it just goes into overtime until the first team that score will, will win there. Um, the sword fighting one is basically a carbon copy of the Wii Sports Resort. It's got the same kind of like the stabbing motions from side to side and diagonal and vertical and everything works just the way it did there. They did add an option where you can use two swords and pretty much both of them work the same in both hands. So like you're still able to block and it just has to be the opposite kind of move to block it. And to get through it, you would just do the same one that they're actually blocking with. So it was really cool to see that one back. That was my favorite from Wii Sports Resort. And yeah, I pretty much spent most of the weekend just playing um, solo by myself and then did a few online matches with my daughter. It was really great that you can have two people on the same system be playing online. And we had a lot of fun doing that. And every single week they release new outfits for your characters to wear. So then you're constantly coming back to unlock them. So it's great to kind of see you get all sorts of content as the game goes on. And I have no idea if they'll repeat the items. I would assume they would have to at some point. But other than that, I would definitely recommend uh, picking up Wii Switch Sports if you really like the Wii Sports games. I don't know if that helps sell either of you guys on it or whatever, but I don't know. Yeah. I love how I, uh, you almost said Wii Sports there because I've caught <laughs> yeah. myself saying that so many times. <laughs> Every time I refer to this game, it's Wii. No, no, that's not Wii Sports. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think I still feel the same way that I felt when it was first announced. Like if I end up having more people over to our house and, and that sort of thing. And like back in the day when I did have Wii sports and even Wii sports resort, um, we were having people over a lot more and, and it was something that would always be played that. And like, I remember the Wii U days was like that. And, uh, the super Mario or, uh, the pack-in game that had like all the different games. I forget what it's called now. Nintendo Land. Nintendo, Nintendo Land. Land, yeah. Um, <laughs> that was like our go-to games, like for the longest time. Like everybody went like, let's play Switch. Uh, you know, I haven't done the opposite side <laughs> thing. Um, Wii Sports, let's play some Nintendo Land. And uh, so if that thing happens again, I could see myself. I just don't know. I don't know if I would enjoy it as much, just local or online only. I don't know. What are you thinking, Barry? I played the test when they did that and... You know, I had a lot of fun with it, but, you know, even Wii Sports, you know, I didn't really play that by myself. I mainly played that when I went to my dad's house because he had a Wii and, you know, it was like, oh, everyone's together. We're all going to play like a party type setting um, for sure. But by myself, I don't think so. And while I have it, I, I haven't felt compelled to crack it open to play. I know... You know, if I did, I already experienced half the game already, and I enjoyed it, but it, I know that I'm going to be like, all right, let me bowl of, you know, a game or two of bowling, and I'll be like, all right, I'm done. Uh, let me play a round or two of tennis, and I'm done. And I'll see everything I really want to do 
by myself within, you know, an hour or so. And I'd rather just spend that time playing a game I'm really going to enjoy as opposed to I'm doing this for the sake of doing it. Now, again, if I have people over and we're like, oh, we should get together, let's, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, would, I own it. I already own it. Mm-hmm. But it's still sealed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean... The, you can only actually unlock those things by playing online. So at least it's not like you can just cheese it and play locally and just like, oh, I pretend to have a second player that's not even playing kind of thing. I mean, so that part, I guess, is kind of nice. And, like, they give you, like, scores and rankings based on, like, the amount of points and how well you do in each of the games. So, like, you're constantly unlocking stuff, and it doesn't take more than a few hours just to get, like, an entire collection of the 12 items. So... Each present is like a hundred points, and each collection only has twelve of them, so it's whatever twelve hundred points for one collection. And I think there's only three active at a time. So, like in the next few days, the soccer collection will be going away, and then next week there'll be the um, relaxation set will be going away. And they just—I'm sure you guys saw on Discord that Roth said that um, the dark set was the most recent one. So it was. Uh, it's also a pretty neat collection. I did that one first, even though I probably should have done the more time-sensitive one. But mm-hmm. considering I played it so much, I, I already got the <laughs> more time-sensitive one already. So, Yeah. Yeah. I do like how they're doing that because I think it will be – that's the incentives to keep playing. Um, if you're a collector, you want to like, oh, I want to get everything that's available, that will give you a lot of incentive to, to keep going back to that game um, over and over for sure. It's smart, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have no idea how they'll rewind it. I'm sure they'll be at some point down the future. They'll have like a rerun of the items because obviously there's constantly people getting the game later and later as the game lives on. So I have no idea how they plan to combat that or if they're just an expanded or something or unless it'll be like alongside of other new items. I have no idea how they think they'll do that. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Jakester is wondering if he's the only one that wasn't a fan of Nintendo Land. Um, uh, Greg, you weren't you weren't a huge fan of Nintendo Land? Not really. I didn't really have any friends to try like the Metroid game and like the Find mm-hmm. Me and any of the other things. So like they didn't really have any AIs available. Mm-hmm. Like you had to use human players. So it's like I don't even think I really even opened up those to begin with. So it was just like oh the DK Crash Course because it's single player game (laughs) yeah that makes sense yeah yeah if you if you didn't have um people over or anything like that yeah i could see (laughs) that game wouldn't be very fun at all there's not a lot i'm in the same boat i really didn't do a lot in nintendo land either when i got it it was one of those things where i got it i messed around with it i enjoyed what i did play but then it was it was i was limited just Mm -hmm. by myself and and my wife was like i'm not interested right now so (laughs) we, we you know, we were we were when it came out, we were getting ready for a trip uh, down south to visit the in-laws. So I I only had like a day or two with it, and then by the time I got back, it was just like, no, there are other things I want to play. <laughs> I think I was doing 3DS stuff at that point. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the 3DS was still going really strong at that point. Like, oh yeah, it was came out. <laughs> yep. But like, yeah, the Wii U had a super slow start, and that game wasn't for me to like want to play it all the time. I mean. Yeah, that makes sense. If I, because by the time I had other games and stuff, I was like, "Oh, you want to play Nintendo Land? No, let's play Smash Brothers Four. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> why would you want to play Nintendo Land? Yeah, yeah. 
All right. Well, let's jump into this week's news topics uh, or this episode's news topics. And uh, we're going to first go over to some sales results. And uh, Nintendo has recently had their their quarterly meeting and telling all about their sales results um, for the 2021 and 2022 fiscal year, um, which runs from January. So their last quarter was January to March. um, And then they talked about the whole fiscal year. And uh, in that, they they talked about how the the Switch sold 4.11 million in that quarter, which now puts them over 107.65 million lifetime to date uh, sales, surpassing the PS4, I believe, in the United States only i think is the only numbers we have right now um but i'm guessing it's probably going to surpass uh, ps4 if it hasn't already world worldwide numbers um but us is the only numbers i think we've gotten so far um from that and uh and then we also got numbers from the second quarter uh, which tells us that uh, the nintendo switch is um leading sales numbers once again um not to be you know Outdone, uh, the PS5, I believe, um, is the top dollar uh, selling, but the Switch has sold the most uh, units. So because the price differences, um, that's the that's the cause there. But uh, Lego Star Wars Saga, in spite of, uh, you know, the glitch on the the Switch, it's also taking the number one spot of uh, all the different games out there. Um, Kirby still at number two. Switch Sports, which we just talked about, is number three. And of course, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still holding on there at number four of the top 10 bestsellers. Um, You can find all this information on our site, NintendoFuse.com. But uh, yeah, what do you guys think about uh, Switch passing up the PS4? We kind of thought it was going to happen. It was just an inevitable sort of thing, and now it's officially done. Is there, you know, we've asked this question before, how far is it going to go? But uh, yeah, let's just reflect a little bit on this and and uh, and speculate a little bit how, how long it's going to still stay at the charts and, uh, you know, how far it's going to go. So Barry, what are you thinking about all this? I mean, we kind of expected this, and uh, it's interesting that of all the territories, U.S. is the first one where Switch overtook the PS4. I kind of expected that to be Japan, uh, just but I guess COVID has kept more people at home. I know Japan is a very mobile country, uh, but you know, the, I think the PS4 was at like 117 million or something mm-hmm. like that. Like I think I think it's still a little ways away from fully eclipsing it, uh, and the PS4 is still selling, so that. That goalpost is is still moving, but uh, do I think the Switch is going to outsell the PS4? Yes, I do. And the main reason is the PS5. The PS5 exists, so if someone has the opportunity to get a PS4 or a PS5, and they can afford, it's a no-brainer to get the PS5 because the PS5 plays PS4 games. So you're getting two systems as opposed to just one. Uh, there is no Switch 2 yet. So as long as there's no Switch 2 yet, if you want a Nintendo games, you're going to get a Switch. So because of that, I think the Switch is going to outsell the PS4 in the end. Will it beat the DS or the PS2? I doubt it. I, I'd like to see it, but I doubt it. But it's great to see it continue. Uh, you know, there was uh, the rumors about the Switch OLED not having 4K because of the chips and all that stuff. So what I'm hoping is that Nintendo decided to start getting those chips last year 
and just chose not to put him in the Switch OLED and has been stockpiling them and getting them as many as they can starting from last year so that maybe next year or the year after when they do launch a Switch 2, they have a stockpile of those chips and they can come out of the gates and say, here it is and we have enough to meet the demand. That would be amazing. That that's what I would like to see. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there you have it on screen now. Yeah, PS4 is is one seventeen, so I was close. I do think it'll beat the Game Boy as well. And I hate that they put Game Boy Color with Game Boy. Uh, it bothers me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I th- I think Switch is going to be number three. I do not know if it's going to top on one or two. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a real lofty goal. <laughs> it's it's quite a bit more to sell, especially if it's on. Uh, you know, if if we're we actually are going to see a, a new console um, soon. And I think for me, like we've talked about this before, but but it all depends on if if they if they make it just the next version, like Switch 2.0, then then those sales numbers will probably be wrapped up together, like the Game Boy and Game Boy Color, and then we'll see those oh, numbers yeah. just go way 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 higher than than the PS2. But but yeah. That's crazy is, you know, the PS4 came out in 2013 and 117.2 million is obviously a fantastic number. Absolutely. Congratulations to Sony on that. And I love the PS4. I think it's a great system. The Switch is 10 million or a little less than 10 million behind it and is four years less on the market, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty incredible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or three, really three and a half years, because I think the PS4 came out at the tail end of 2013, and and the Switch was March 27. So we'll say three and a half years, but still, that's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Greg, what do you think? Like, uh, is it gonna gonna definitely pass the PS4? Where do you think it's gonna go? Um, I definitely agree with Barry and see it passing the Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Um, I obviously would love it to see it top the PlayStation 2. That would be incredible, but it. Obviously, really depends. I think at this point, like the upcoming software, if Nintendo does do a Nintendo Direct for this um, June and they bring out some more things like people have been looking for, like perhaps like a F Zero game or a new Star Fox game, like this can take overtake it if there's going to be the games coming to provide for it. I mean, um, that's usually what helps sell these systems, at least this late in the life cycle because it just adds more to the library of games that are already there. Like there's already numerous games that we've all agree that would are easily to purchase the switch right now. But they're also living in this uh, phase where you don't know if we're getting like a, a successor. Are we getting like another like switch pro model? I mean, that's the other thing that could really throw a fork into this. So if they announce that the next successor, it is the switch Two or switch U or new super switch plus. I mean, I don't know. I mean, just throwing out those random names that they like to go with, but that would obviously cannibalize it to stop to hit it going towards the DS or the P the PS two. But it really depends on the software that they have coming out over the next like few years. And also depends on how far away the switch successor really actually is. Mm-hmm. Obviously Nintendo will not admit to it until they're ready to announce it. Um, but obviously there that can kind of be slowing down sales as people are kind of expecting an announcement, especially with all these switch pro rumors that have been going on. It's kind of hard to know like what exactly is going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we want to make sure that you guys know that, that you're in the chat. Let us know what you guys think about all this, how far you think it's going to go. If you're watching after the fact on YouTube, let us know in the comments what you think about this story as well. Um, I'm interested too. like, I think, 
you know, the, the, we had a life cycle, um, you know, longer than, you know, after the Wii, came, Wii U came out, the Wii U was still selling. Um, cause I think it, you know, it got that kind of the market. Um, but it also kind of, we thought, I think hit that saturation point, um, with the Wii. Now the switch has this option, like multi there, there are multiple switches per house household. A lot of times there weren't multiple Wii per household, but I think there there are multiple switches per household because it's also a handheld uh, device, a handheld console. So do you think even if they do come out with this, you know, PS or not PS, um, Switch Plus or Switch 2 or whatever, um, will it still have life beyond the new console or where they ban? I mean, of course, we don't know, but I, I tend to think this could be one of those that they could keep around. And I think we've speculated this before, you know, that they keep the switch around is maybe that lower price entry point, even if they do have the switch pro. Um, what do you think about that, Barry? Um, so it really depends. Uh, the stars have to align. And if you look, I mean, you look at the Wii sales and you look at the DS sales, uh, obviously both are very, very well. And they both existed at the same time. So you saw a Nintendo divided, and they did that. So if you look at the Switch and go, wow, the Switch has sold 107 million, that's fantastic. You also have to realize that in five years, if you look at the first five years of the DS and the first five years of the, of the Wii, that was probably close to, if not over 200 million at the same time period. And that's significantly different. And Nintendo right now only has the one console. So if they do a Switch 2 and they keep the Switch alive, that could obviously help bolster Switch numbers and do like an introductory, oh, you don't want to get them the more powerful. Well, a Switch Lite will work, you know, it's cheap. Um, then yes. The Wii and the number one selling video game console of all time, the PlayStation 2, had a very symbiotic relationship that I think a lot of people forget about. The reason the Wii had games, had third-party support, was because 100% because of the PS2. Because if you look at the attach rate on the Wii, the Wii attach rate was garbage. It was hands-down garbage. The majority of people just got Wii Sports, Wii Play, and that was it. Maybe Mario Kart. Um, third-party support started dwindling. Third-party games sold terribly. But they existed because they were able to justify doing a special build for the Wii because they could also port it to the PS2 and the PSP to a lesser extent. If it wasn't for the PS2 and the PSP, the Wii would have had a much smaller library. Not saying it wouldn't have sold the same, but it would have had a lot less support. And that by the same stance, if the Wii didn't exist, the PS2 would not be the number one selling console. The, the PS2 kept going because third parties kept putting games on there. And it, you know, it was a very symbiotic relationship between those two systems. If you look at it now, the Switch has no counterpart. So if someone's going to make a game that works on the Switch, they have to purposely do a new build. And the Switch sales do justify it to, a, to an extent, but not for every game. Mm. And that's why we're still seeing less and less. Now, it can run some PS4 and Xbox One games, but those systems are being phased out for the PS5 and the Series X, which it cannot run those games. You know, mm -hmm. the Switch can't run PS5 and Series X games. So as the PS4 and the Series X, or the, the Xbox One get phased out more and more, now third parties have to decide, do we make a dedicated Switch build? And indies, no problem. Nintendo, no problem. But real third parties, you know, AAA third parties, you know, Assassin's Creed coming out. Is there, is there going to be a Switch version? 
well, all we've seen thus far are older games ported. Mm-hmm. You know, are they going to say there's a new PS5 Assassin's Creed? Well, let's dub it down and make a 360 version for the for the Switch. Yeah. Uh, probably not because they can't also release it on 360 or PS4 um, or, or Xbox One. So it, it really has to justify the cost. And if they decide, oh, we're going to do it, and then it sells terribly, they're not doing it again because mm-hmm. it didn't sell well. So. It really will depend on on how everything goes. Yeah, yeah. And Kevin mentioned something in the, the chat that I think um, I, I think I'm thinking along the same lines as him. It's like I think um, if if they put out like the this new model but keep the Switch Lite around, I feel like that would be the the console that they'll keep around almost like they'll you know move the hybrid up to whatever the next thing is but keep the switch light around as an entry point at a low price you know it's also you know a little more disposable if it's at a low price too so if you drop it no big deal but you have the pro model that has the new stuff and everything but if you get into it and like it's 120 130 bucks or something like that at some point and then you got a huge library, a gigantic library of games that maybe you can get into it late, but you got you can play most of those on the go. But then, you know, you have your your pro model or whatever at home. Um, that's what I'm kind of thinking. They'll, they'll probably go that direction. Logically, that makes sense. Who knows? It's a Nintendo. But that's yeah. what I'm kind of thinking. I, I, I agree with you, but I'm kind of curious on one thing. If you look at the 3DS, just last generation, they kind of did that with the 2DS, right? The 2DS was the introductory 3DS mm-hmm. model. At the end of the 3DS's life, they re-released the 2DS as the new 2DS XL mm-hmm. with newer features, better you know, processor, all that stuff, new form. Do you think we will see a new Switch Lite that has like an OLED screen, like a Switch Lite OLED, since it'll be portable only as mm. a, this is our new introductory model, but we're also upgrading it as well. And that will be the new Switch model then. I definitely think, I mean, that makes sense. I think it, it depends on what their stock is, I guess. Like, they would need to get rid of that, or can they, is there some way to switch it over or something like that? But, uh, but, but yeah, I could definitely see them doing that sort of thing again. It makes a lot of sense. What do you think, Greg? I mean, it certainly kind of seems like it, but I know, like, they've gotten a lot of flack because, like, when the Wii, like, the last Wii models, like, they were, like, stripping out everything. Like, oh, you're not going to be able to connect, even go to the Wii Shop channel. You, can't play GameCube games like that's so very like, true. So that we've that also the seen the app, and then even like the Game Boy Micro came out at that weird time, and it was like wasn't really an upgrade for SP. So it mm-hmm. was like um, they do have their not so good side of things as well. I mean, I don't know how well that um, three like two DS uh, Plus that Barry was talking about did, but I think normally if you're trying to get like that kind of console normally you go for like the most powerful one and you probably would want the standard 3d like the new 3ds that plays like the xenoblade chronicles and the other games that were exclusive to the 3ds but i don't know actually you would say that but i think right now the new 2ds xl is probably the most desired Mm -hmm. because it the form factor it fits really well and most people who played the 3ds never played it with the 3d on anyway the the new 2ds is a fantastic system like they finally figured out how to do that it's super light the battery uh is is amazing and it's got a great screen for what it is and the price point is is great as well yeah i think i i forgot about this greg but you, you brought it up like they've they've done they've done this before 
like when they bring out the new system, all of a sudden they have this new iteration of the old one, like the Game Boy, you know, pocket, the the Wii, whatever that was called, you know, all Wii the Mini. Wii, Wii Mini. Yeah, but don't, they're don't always... about the top loader NES and the SNES Mini. There you go. Okay, so almost, like I have the top loader NES and that was that was fine but a lot of them were not so good but the two the new 2ds xl was actually i think they they beefed it up in a good way and i I think i agree with you barry i I would say it's probably one of their best sellers and i think it's why they they, they're probably still making money off of it um this day because of that um so they've kind of gone both ways i guess (laughs) they have some really crappy (laughs) new iterations at the end and they've had some good ones um who knows where it's going to go, I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it really determines if it is like a Switch successor versus a Switch remodel. Like, if it is the successor, then it's not going to be counted with the Switch sales and it'll be an entirely new entry to work its way up. But obviously, that back, that backwards compatibility is really what's going to really help if it is a new model to begin with because it'd mm-hmm. be really silly to disregard that. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the chat real quick. Um, Kevin says OLED light is where it's at. I, that would be fantastic. I, it would be tempting for me to buy another light if they came out with an OLED version, uh, for sure. Um, Jake Sears said he never played the 3DS in 3D cause it's hurt his eyes. Um, and gave me, gave him a headache in 10 minutes, man, that's awful. Um, the, the new 3DS, uh, 3D was a lot better, um, for sure. Um, I still think it's cool. Like, even though I don't play it very often, I, I don't even remember the last time I booted up my 3DS, but I still think it's a cool technology. Um, it's it's a fun experience, um, even if you don't use it very often. It's still it almost seems like magic still um, that it works. Uh, Jokester says I uh, got two of the 2DS XLs. Love that system. Wish the top screen wasn't so floppy and flimsy, but other than that, it's really great. Um, I agree. Yeah, I, and mine's pretty much just on display. I still play the if I play the the 2DS 3DS stuff. It's it's my new 3ds xl is the one i'll go to but like i said i can't remember when i turned it on last um was probably i think when we got that notification that the uh that everything was going to shut down and i think i booted it up that day to see if i had any remaining credits or whatever that i needed to use but i think that was about the last time i turned it on so <laughs> i don't know uh let's move on though because uh, we got a, a little little more stories to talk about tonight and uh, one of the big things is a Nintendo uh, dropped an Indie World Showcase recently. So, Barry, tell us all about that. Yeah, so like clockwork, you know, when we usually do an episode, Nintendo likes to drop a, an announcement right after. Uh, and even though we recorded live, so we recorded several days, or recorded in advance, I mean, so we had several days prior to uh, the air date, this still came out right after uh, our aired episode. So... Leave it to Nintendo to give us something else to talk about. So an Indie World was announced uh, the day before. They did really quick announcements. Uh, so May 11th, they dropped about 20 minutes. About 20 games were shown off. Um, and what, what, I was, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go through the games really quickly. Uh, and then we'll we'll sit and discuss uh, what, what we thought. And if I butcher any of these names, blame Steve, because that's why I'm covering this instead of him, because he didn't want to butcher any names. <laughs> All right, butchered so we way got... too many in the past. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Ooblets coming this summer, uh, Batara Lost Heaven coming in the fall, Elekhead coming this summer, Soundfall, which dropped that day, so that's out now, uh, Wild Frost this holiday, 
totally accurate battle simulator this summer, a Gunbrella in 2023, We Are OFK this summer, Silt in June, Mini Motorways, which dropped uh, on the date, so it's out now, Wayward Strand on July 21st, Cult of the Lamb 2022, so sometime this year, uh, Another Crab's Treasure next year, One Shot World Machine Edition, is coming this summer. Gibbon Beyond the Trees dropped that day, so that's out now. Idol Manager, which is coming August 25th. Card Shark on June 2nd. Cursed to Golf, which sounds like a nightmare to me, is coming this summer. A Guidebook of Babel, uh, which is coming in the fall. And finally, Opus Echo of Starsong, Full Bloom Edition, which dropped that day, so that's also out right now. A lot of shadow drops. Uh, Greg, let's go with you. What did you think? I mean, overall, I didn't catch a lot of stuff that was really terribly interesting, but one of the biggest ones that stood out to me was that elect head game. Like, I really liked the puzzling elements of, like, using, like, your character's head to, like, trigger different, like, electrical theme puzzles. It almost seemed like a more advanced version of almost, like, elect man stage from the original Mega Man, but um, that, to me, looked like it was the most fun that's almost like a guaranteed pickup for me. Um, I'm trying to think of a few of the other ones that really stood out, but that was like the one that it was way over the top, at least for me to like be on the lookout for. So I'll review the list while Steve is chatting and I'll probably have another one or two that I <clears throat> remember that I want to talk about more in depth. Yeah. Um, I, believe every one of these games were incredibly forgettable uh forget forgettable um and i think that's why you're not uh coming up with any games there uh, greg because i can't come up with any of them either i mean um definitely the one that, that stands out that stood out to a lot of people was gunbrella um it's just a really interesting uh take you know this like woodsman on a quest and you know, like it's a punk rock kind of noir game, but you have a umbrella. That's a gun. Like that's just weird. It's cool. It's like, um, definitely seems like something that that could be fun with the combat and the using the umbrella and the gun together and stuff like that. Um, but I think like most of the stuff that I, that I watched that day, um, was incredibly forget forgettable and, um, you know, it's, it's cool to see, you know, some of these games like, um, oh, it's like, what's the game called? It's like, a um, total, uh, totally accurate battle simulator. So tabs, um, to come to switch. Um, I was never into tabs on the other systems, so I, you know, but I know a lot of people are, but I feel like it's kind of almost one of those, like too little, too late kind of thing. Like people that are playing this are like already into it on other systems, like, is this really going to matter coming to the Switch this late? Um, so even though I'm sure it's a great game, but it's too little too late. Um, but uh, that's that was kind of just my overall thoughts. I'm sure there there's some fantastic games, but most of them, if not all of them, just kind of left me going, eh, you know, good, solid, but nothing to nothing blew me away, I guess, by by this presentation. That's yeah, fair. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was like that um, Gunbrella game, and then I did find a little interest in that Crab's Treasure game. That did sound kind of interesting, like the way you can switch all these different shells, and each one has different armor settings and stuff. That one did seem kind of fun and interesting as well. But um, yeah, I think 
the ones that, like you were saying, a lot of these were just were like, eh, like, could be really cool, but it's wasn't enough to like, oh, I have to get this. See, I I found upon first watching, I had the same kind of response about forgettable, uh, and I think that happens a lot of time when you're shown trailer by trailer by trailer by trailer by trailer. It's because you just can't. You, you, it goes in one ear out the other kind of deal. Like you have, you don't have time to digest what a game is because you have another one shoved in your face. And I think that's a problem with a lot of video game presentations. And I've found myself rewatching, like even the Nintendo Directs, and it's just been like, oh, I totally forgot they showed up this game. This game looks really good. Like I need to put this on my radar. Uh, so I had the same thing. So I rewatched it uh, a little slower, digested the games, and I found a couple that really stood out to me. Uh, Batara Lost Heaven looks really cool. Uh, I like action RPGs, uh, and and it just I love the graphics. I'm interested to know about the story. Uh, Leckhead, as Greg said, I think everyone universally was like, oh yeah, this game looks great. Reminded me kind of like Box Box Boy in a sense, like mm-hmm. that game, same kind of style. Um, so really interested to see where that goes. Soundfall. Uh, I'm not huge into rhythm games, but after um, Cadence of Hyrule, I was like, I can see myself giving this a shot because I did enjoy Cadence of Hyrule. And I, I mean, I played that one because of Zelda. but So I could see myself you know, going to that. Uh, Gumbrella, of course. Gumbrella looks amazing. Devolver Digital you know, does a lot of great stuff. So that absolutely uh, has, has my interest. Silt looked really interesting too, going down into the ocean, and mm. uh, you know, it just it kind of reminds me a little bit of Song of the Deep mm. with some puzzle, you know, aspects, and I'm interested to see how that goes. Uh, and then the the last two I'd say would be the another crab's treasure looked like fun, although I'm really curious about the tripping thing. Like, did you not learn from Brawl? Right. But uh, <laughs> but it does look interesting. Like, it looks like something I would try. Uh, even though, again, I'm not huge into Soul games, may- maybe, you know, thanks to Elden Ring, I'd give it a shot. And the last one that kind of got me was Card Shark, um, just mm. because, you know, I-, I think there's some something to be said about, like, card-type games, like poker-type games like that, because it's a- such an old, you know, game. You know, it's something that that's built into our real world. And, mm-hmm. and there is a, a meta game in yeah. addition to the real game, um and you know the whole poker face thing like that's a real thing and how you react to things and how you 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 like like adding that level into the game kind of i think that's cool and i think that could be a lot of fun reading people and we saw that in like la noir if you ever played la noir Mm -hmm. where you know you interviewed people and interrogated people and you actually had to go off of how they reacted when you asked questions and stuff i like that stuff so Mm -hmm. that could if done well could be a lot of fun yeah yeah, I, I, I think I, I'm not, I've not been into too many, you know, card kind of games for a long time because they're basically the same thing. It's just a new aesthetic every time you get one. But Card Shark was interesting. I was like, oh, you know, if I'm gonna get back into a game like that, this might be something that does it because they did throw that that other aspect into it. That you're supposed to kind of cheat your way through and that sort of thing. And that could be fun to play instead of just traditional poker or whatever um now there's that that meta game within it so that is kind of a interesting experience uh, i think 
Um, the other thing that I thought was, again, I'm probably not going to play it, but I love the concept of it. Um, but the guidebook of Babel, um, just because I, I love the, the butterfly effect kind of stuff. And so like, I, I'm so intrigued. I think, you know, that's one of the reasons why I like life is strange kind of stuff or whatever the, the decisions you make can like ripple, have these ripple effects. And I love when, um, developers are able to kind of work in that stuff. And so, I'm, I'm intrigued by the game. I probably won't play it, um, but I'm, I love the concept behind that kind of stuff. Um, it's really cool. So. Anything else, Greg? Not really. I mean, I don't know too much about like the card stuff. I know it gets like a really bad rep when it's like, included in Paper Mario and whatever. So like, <laughs> I don't know, like card, Card games on in video games hasn't really been like a huge like interest for me. Like I would much rather just play the card game with people and actual deck <laughs> of cards. But yeah, makes I, sense. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I just get bad taste in my mouth after they tried doing the card stuff with Paper Mario, and like <laughs> feels like oh, you're losing this card forever. You have to go buy another one just to use it again. Like that. I don't know. I you, don't like that. You kind of stuff. can't. You can't let paper mario be the dictator on card games or any games that include cards because you are missing out on some fantastic games like like you're going back and playing a lot of gamecube games i'm going to recommend a great game for you it's a series on gamecube called bait and kados uh there's two of them um they're rpgs and with fantastic stories and they do use cards uh and you don't lose cards it's you, your cards are your attacks done extremely well made by monolith soft the second game it was actually published by nintendo so i don't know if if it's considered a nintendo ip or or bandai namco owns it or who owns it but i highly recommend you go back and play that it is so good and will probably change your tune on card-based games that are in other genres like role-playing games and stuff like that because paper mario is never like sticker star like <laughs> sticker star and color splash never use those to cite examples for an entire genre those are the worst examples you could use i mean i would just try and go in based off of my experience of what i've actually played i mean i just see cards and it gives me like ptsd kind of thing like <laughs> <laughs> you need to get over that man <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fun. Um, let's see. Let's go to the chat real quick. Um, Jokester says Gunbrella um, is the one he's uh, excited about. Also needs a physical. So you know the people talk to you about that. Um, and then uh, Jakester, the game's really caught his attention. I Drew B says Soundfall sounds pretty great. Um, that was a title I was waiting for for a long time. Uh, Joe, Jakester says Ooblets was the only thing I'd heard of uh, because of the controversy with the Epic Game Store. Uh, I missed out on that, so but it doesn't surprise me um, that Epic Game Store had a controversy because I feel like every time I turn around, Epic is having some sort of controversy around a store. Um, and uh, Kevin Wallace is excited about uh, I think I think asking about the Card Shark game um, and uh, Jokester says they're amazing. Uh, Barry is right. Nintendo needs to bring that series back. I'm assuming he's oh, talking about the cards. The, yeah. Okay. So cool. Uh, well, let's, uh, I think that's 
pretty much uh, wrapped up our, our Indie World Showcase uh, conversation. If you have not checked out the the full list or if you missed the entire uh, presentation, um, you can check all of that out on NintendoFuse.com. We've got the full list of the games. You can also click in, click over and kind of watch uh, or check out any of the games on Nintendo's website um, from our, our site as well, but also watch the entire presentation. So if you missed that out, uh, missed out on that, be sure to check it out. Uh, all right, well, let's uh, let's move into some headlines and we'll make sure you guys know about some different things going on in the Nintendo world or the video game world. And uh, first of all, uh, Greg's going to kick us off with a story um, that uh, some of you guys might know about. But um, but Greg, fill us in on what's going on with EA. Yeah, so um, EA is apparently might be looking to join the list of uh, publishers that's going to be up for sale or like merge with some other ones. This one's comes right out um, Kotaku. So um, basically we've heard the story that uh, EA's already lost their FIFA license. So this is kind of drawing um, potential acquisition talks that maybe like another company like Disney or Apple might be willing to pick them up or perhaps it's something deeper where they will merge with another company and combine IPs. I mean, we've covered this in our last podcast as well with other, um, that other, the, I'm blanking on the name, but pretty much it was that other company that picked up all of, uh, squares IPs. And this is just something along those. Yeah. The group one. Yeah. So there's some obviously discussions if, uh, EA is going to be the next one to follow that, follow suit with that. And uh, we already talked about uh, Nintendo or Nintendo Switch uh, having their own Mario Strikers uh, game called Battle League, and that's coming out on January or sorry, January. I'm going back in time, June 10th, uh, and so just around the corner. But Nintendo uh, surprised us with uh, another trailer. Uh, back on May 12th and how they had some different elements they're going to be in the game this time. So it's a 5v5 five, five five, uh, soccer style game. They're actually calling it Strike this time instead of just calling it like a version of soccer. They're actually calling it Strike and uh, you're going to have team tackles uh, so you can bump your teammates into uh, to another um player to cover ground in your tackle. There's a hyper strike uh, mode which um, you get this strike orb and you charge it up and shoot and you can actually get two points instead of one um there's unique characters so before you picked your captain and a secondary character and all the secondary characters on your team were the same this time you can actually pick unique characters for each of the positions and then there's also going to be a strikers club which uh you can uh form a club of up to 20 20 members and you'll have rankings promotions all those different things within that season so there's will be a seasoned uh online game similar to to all the other games out there like Fortnite and Rocket League and all that stuff that has seasons, um, expect seasons in Mario Kart or some Mario Kart, Mario Strikers uh, Battle League. Speaking of announcements of games and new things, there's been a been a little tease going on on Twitter uh, from from Fall Guys Twitter and like, oh, big announcement, big announcement. And it was kind of funny because we we're all just like, yeah, we know what's coming because you already talked about this last year. Uh, the Fall Guys is coming to Switch. And sure enough, Fall Guys is coming to Switch. It's coming on June 21st. But the biggest surprise is that it's going to be free to play. And uh, we'll be interested to see how many people decide to pick up Fall Guys now that it's going free to play. And it's going free to play on all platforms, not just the Switch. Um, 
but uh, for, the, for those that have been holding out, uh, they're going to get the chance to uh, to tackle the obstacle courses this June. And just a quick reminder, if your time has gotten away from you, like I'm sure a lot of us here at Nintendo Fuse it has, um, today is May 23rd, and it is actually the day uh, starting tomorrow, you will no longer be able to use a credit card to add funds to the Nintendo eShop for Wii U and 3DS. So if you're looking to pick up a few items off your backlog, you'll have to move forward just collecting those uh, prepaid cards and to redeem them there. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, make sure you do that. Um, Barry, any thoughts about any of these uh, new stories? Anything jump out to you? The whole EA thing kind of makes me wonder if this is like like uh, a sinking ship mentality, right? You know, one company buys another one. You know, you had the, the Bethesda uh, purchased last what last year was it and now you have the activision blizzard and then you have the bungee and it's just like square square enix selling off and it's almost like well all these companies are selling and merging and stuff and maybe maybe this is a sinking ship maybe we should stop play, doing video games you know like i don't know like we're not making as much even though we're still making millions and billions and whatever i don't know it just it almost feels like they're doing it for the headline or their look or the higher ups are just looking to retire and they want to mm-hmm. retire with a lot of money and mm-hmm. i'll be like oh well as part of the buyout plan if i sell you um you know i want a nice pension and, and to leave and retire and and screw everyone else so i think it'd be interesting to see i'd love it if it like it won't happen and i think third parties need to stay third parties and i, I, I stand behind that uh, but i think it'd be hilarious if nintendo buys them they won't, but I'd be think it'd be hilarious if they do. But like I see all these people going like Sony should buy Square Enix. Like no, Nintendo, Sony, and actually Microsoft, they shouldn't be buying any of them because they should be impartial. Now Microsoft is at least being nice with their acquisitions and they're they're letting them still develop for other systems because Microsoft actually I don't think they value their own system as well as the just the market and they're like, Oh yeah, we're the service is more what they're going for, and that's fine. Um, Sony and Nintendo wouldn't do that, uh, or, or wouldn't do that a lot. If they, they bought, they would keep close to their chest. And I think that's bad for the industry. I think, I think third parties and competition is good. So I really hope EA stays EA, but I guess we're going to find out. Um, as for the eShop, uh, on the Wii U and the 3DS, we've done this for a while. I'm, I'm debating if I want to go back and buy something, but I probably won't because I'm lazy. And uh, you know, I never played Fall Guys, so m- maybe I'll give it a shot since it's free to play. But it'll probably be like my experience with uh, Multiverses, where I'd be like, all right, you know what? I played a round or two. That was kind of fun. Uh, and then I probably won't play again. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. And uh, I'm I'm interested in Mario Strikers. I'll, I'll be interested to see how it goes. And just hope there's enough content to keep it there as opposed to just the main game or tournament. Like, I know there's a battle mode, but, you know, like, I really hope there's a lot enough content, single player content to uh, keep my attention more than a day. Yeah. What are you thinking, Greg? Definitely agree on the Mario Strikers. It'd be nice if they do like a mission mode, kind of like they redid with like Mario Tennis Aces and like some of the other. I believe it's also in Mario Golf. They had like mission mode as well too. So it'd be nice if they continue that trend with Strikers. Um, I know my daughter's very excited for Fall Guys. She's even told me like, "Oh, there's this game called Fall Guys coming out on the Switch soon." And I'm like, "Yeah, I kind of had heard they announced it like over a year ago, or whatever that was from that Nintendo Direct." And even then, I was like, "Oh, I 
think I'd kind of want that game, and then it just kind of fell off the radar as like the Switch version never came out. So um, it, I guess it's nice that we're finally getting that, and free to play can be pretty decent as long as it's not going to be overwhelmed with uh, the microtransactions because that's would definitely kill the free to play version, obviously. And then, yeah, who knows what's going on with EA? Are they getting set up to be bought or whatever? Who knows? It's never really know where these things go until like they make those formal announcements. It's kind of looking like that's going to follow suit with like how it's like with the Square selling off their parts and whatnot. But I w- you would think like EA would be content just to stay as their own publisher, but. Who really knows at this point? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Greg, I can't wait till uh, your daughter is able to be a news correspondent for us. She's already looking at upcoming games. It's gonna be great. We're gonna have a yeah, she, new team. Yeah, she does. <laughs> yeah, she does love look, looking at those Switch videos, that, like showing off like the trailers. Like if if she's just like having like a dinner, she'll like load up that Nintendo news channel and play like a trailer for like. Uh, forgotten land or whatever and like nice. she's checking out actually making use of that red icon that all of us kind of loathe for kind of sticking out on her <laughs> background the, the rest of us forget about and she's she's going on going for it that's awesome um yeah i think um it, really interesting with ea like i i the whole like losing the fifa license was kind of interesting and it just seems like it's snowballing from that and i don't know I don't know what's going to happen. Um, it's weird because they're not the same company that they used to be like having these, you know, juggernaut kind of titles that are just dominating the market like they once did. And so it is interesting. Um, and, and I hope, you know, <clears throat> as much as we like to, to, to give them a hard time, I really, I, I don't like seeing like this stuff happen. Um, and I, I wish they were, you know, able to get back to that, you know, that quality that they once were. Um, but the truth is like, I, I was looking at the, the top FIFA games, like the ratings, and it's been like 10 years since they've had a good quality. Well, I won't say 10 years. It's like been like seven years. I think, I think 2016 FIFA 2016 was like the last like top rated game. But since then, all of them have been like near the bottom um, of all the rankings. Um, Madden's not been doing well. Um, I think the latest version of Sims is just kind of like holding on, but people aren't playing it as much anymore. And uh, they, they haven't really had like this, this, presence like they used to and um so i hope they i hope they don't fall apart i but who knows um and if they do sell you know maybe it's someone that can actually uh, rework things and maybe bring them back to to where they need to be um i mean i agree with you there and i think the main reason is one ea i believe it was ea was the one that that made a stance like people don't want single player games single players games are dead and the rest of like every other company was just like no and did single player games and ea lost money and faith on that and two all these games like their biggest property are yearly properties Mm -hmm. and people get tired like they're don't get me wrong there's people who play every madden and every fifa and you know every and they're, they're gonna have that but there's a point where it's diminishing quality mm-hmm. and they start seeing that. And when the last few Maddens, the last few FIFAs are, are not as well received, people will just say, give me a, give me a 
roster update for yep. FIFA 16, and I'm fine with that. It, it plays, you know, just what I need. Mm -hmm. And and I think EA needs to move into more original stuff. And they have the EA or, or you know originals in there. They do some really cool stuff with that, but that's not going to save them. And yep. uh, you know they have Star Wars. I mean they got Star, you know, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was really you know awesome, and they're doing a sequel, but that may not be enough either. <laughs> right. They'll probably use that as a bargaining chip if they can. Although if they sell, they might lose that license because that license is probably non-transferable. Right, right. That'd be interesting who picks it up since uh, Disney doesn't have their own game company anymore. They so, do. Uh, I think they do now. Oh, they, they it restart it back? Okay, I think that's cool. Are. Maybe we'll have uh, another Disney Infinity then. A lot of people will be excited about that. <laughs> You know what their downfall was is just stop supporting Nintendo. That's why EA has gone down. <laughs> that is yeah. partially probably truth. Um, uh, yeah, you guys know because I'm excited about Mario Strikers. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of mm, nervous though because I liked the the last one so much that I really hope that I like this. So I, I'm I'm really excited, but I'm also cautious about it because I hope they don't they didn't change the game too much, and I really want them to bring back Daisy. I don't think we've yeah. officially seen Daisy. That was my primary character in in the last one, and I'm kind of nervous that we haven't seen her just yet. Maybe, maybe it's gonna she's gonna be there, but as long as like she has the same kind of like power ups and stuff like that. Because if not, I may find a new character that I like better. But but she was definitely my go to uh, captain for uh, for the last game. At least um, it's next level, right? It's the same developers. Yeah, I think so. And then, um, yeah, it makes sense to bring it back though. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. She's and like I, a major character and especially like the spark, the sports and party games. It's, it'd be like releasing a new Mario Kart without like Daisy or whatever. I mean, like, mm -hmm. what the heck? like she's been in like every Mario Kart game for since like yeah. GameCube. <laughs> well, it's even, it, it'd probably be even closer to like leaving out a, a main character of smash because like they have their individual abilities and stuff like that. And a lot of people really did enjoy Daisy. I was not, you know, alone in that. And so, uh, yeah, hopefully we, we see her come back because, um, she definitely had some, some play style that was, uh, very beneficial that I kind of learned to, uh, to really take advantage of. Um, and then fall guys, it'd be great to actually play on, on my switch. Um, like I played it on PlayStation when it was, like free for a little bit and uh that was fun but it'd be great to to be able to play it whenever i want on the switch and um yeah i don't really care about the 3ds or wii U shop anymore neither does nintendo so <laughs> um let's look at the chat real quick before we move on to our next segment and uh let's see oh there's been a lot of stuff here i apologize for missing all of this um apparently i am i am time traveling when did i time travel oh january that's what i did <laughs> okay um and then jakester says uh lost the ea name rights um they renamed their their soccer game yep um and then kevin's not a big fan of fall guys jakester says it's gonna take a lot of convincing to get into fall guys hey it's free that's your convincing check it out um <laughs> and then uh sorry uh and then um yeah. Uh, Jokester says, even if someone bought EA, would they be able to save them? That's a really good question. Is it is it too little too late for that? Um, yeah. And uh, Jokester also gets uh, tired of the annual releases um, and feels like the same for Pokemon, uh, Assassin's Creed, even Kingdom Hearts. Um, 
those uh, those cash grabs of just you know releasing that annual release. I I totally get you, jokester, and I think a lot of people are are getting to that point now where they're just like, stop doing that. Just you know, give me a, a reason to get this new version of the game. Don't just put out the annual version and expect me to shell out cash all the time. So. All right. Well, uh, before we move into our next me- segment, we want to make sure that you uh, do check us out on social media. You can follow us at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter. And uh, if you have not joined our Discord yet, be sure to do that. You'll see the link on the screen of our video version of the podcast, but also in the show notes and the YouTube description. We absolutely love connecting with you all in between the episodes over there on our Discord and social media. So be sure to do that. And if you've not hit the like button or the share button or subscribe on your podcast app, YouTube, any of that stuff, uh, be sure to do that. And if you like what you're listening to, if you like what you see, um, if your podcast app has the ability for you to leave a review, we'd really appreciate it if you uh, left five stars and told us why you like the podcast and uh that'd be a, not only helpful for us like it's it's cool for us to to read your encouragements and stuff like that but it also helps other people find the podcast and uh and you're able to tell them like hey this is why you should also um listen to this podcast so thank you for all of you that have done that in the past and uh, if you've not done that um consider doing that for us that'd be great all right, well, let's move into what games are coming out over the next couple weeks. Again, uh, we're not going to be recording uh, live this next episode. I believe it's uh, June, June, what is it? June 5th, 9th, 9th? No, I forget I what date it is. 6th? 6th? Yes. Whatever that Tuesday is, uh, or Monday is, um, Monday. June 6th, so... <laughs> In January. <laughs> Some, sometime, you know, our next episode. You guys figure that out. Uh, no, uh, the next episode will be pre-recorded, so we won't be live, but normally live every other Tuesday or other Monday. I'm done, <laughs> guys. It's great. Just take over. I'm, I'm going to peace out. I'm at the end. That's why we're time traveler, Stevie. Keep, keep forgetting the day of the week now. Like, yeah. we're that's back a, on Tuesdays now. And- that's, a, that's a kind way of putting it, Greg. Really, I'm just done. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... Normally, uh, every other Monday that we would love for you guys to join us live in the chat room. But next episode, uh, 253 will not be live. We'll pre-record that one because uh, I'll be traveling. Um, and then we'll let you guys know as well. Um, we may be taking a little bit of a break um, throughout the month of July, I believe, um, with uh, holidays and different things like that going on. So, so just stay tuned to our social media and uh, our future podcast. We'll let you know um, about uh, all those programs elements and everything but over the next two weeks uh some games are gonna be coming out and uh we're gonna be playing some of them so uh scrolling on the video version uh from metacritic again um they've got their their list of upcoming games um that we're gonna be scrolling on the screen um but uh yeah i think the big one for me is going to be um mario strikers for sure uh coming again on june 8th or june 10th so just a little past our next episode um but that's the big one that i'm pretty excited about uh barry any games coming up that you're pretty excited to play or are you going to be hitting the the backlog or just continuing on an elden ring all the time um, my plan is to, uh, finish Elden Ring hopefully this week. That is, that is my goal. Uh, whether I accomplish that or not, I don't know. Um, but I don't have any other game to jump to, uh, until I think, 
I think it is Mario Strikers is the next uh, one that I might like just pick up. So I might go to the uh, the backlog and maybe find it. Like Elden Ring was a was a backlog, and I was like, oh maybe uh, maybe I'll do something from there. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll pick a random thing. But I'm also playing stuff that I can't talk about um, for premium. So I'll be playing some games. I just can't always talk about them. And maybe another review. Maybe another review for Nintendo Fuse. We'll see what the game chat will be for the next time. Cool. Cool. How about you, Greg? Yeah, nothing was really sticking out to me for this set of releases. And obviously, like you, like Mario Strikers is kind of like on the forefront along with like the Fire Emblem uh, New Hope or Fire Emblem Warriors New Hope. So I'll be continuing on with uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, like the first one that I'd like to beat um there's no way i do those 100 percent, so it's more just to wrap up the story and all that fun stuff there and then just continue on probably with like animal crossing and um hopefully to jump into three houses at some point soon because that's after uh warriors on my list nice nice um as i'm scrolling i i did see um pac-man museum um, that's a game that I, I potentially might pick up at some point. It probably won't be one of those that I pick up right away, but, uh, I do remember, um, being really excited when that came out cause it's gotta have like several different games. And I, I the problem is I gotta, I gotta, you know, pit it against the other Pac-Man collections that I have already. I'm like, do I want yet another one just because it includes a few new things that I don't have, but I also have Pac-Man like on like seven different systems or 10 different systems already. Is it worth getting another collection? I don't know, but it is, is one of the ones that uh, did stand out to me. I think it's out on May 27th. So did you uh, hear about the kind of controversy with, with the new Pac-Man or at least uh, no, I didn't. one of the changes they did oh, in, no. in Pac-Land, which is included it had Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, and their baby in the beginning before Pac-Man went away. Mm-hmm. But Bandai Namco does not own the rights to Ms. Pac-Man. At Games owns the rights currently to Ms. Pac-Man. Oh. So they, even though she's in the game, they couldn't use her. So they actually had changed Ms. Pac-Man to like what looks like Pac-Man's mom. And it's only in this version of the game. It looks really weird. You can look it up. You, like, you could, there's pictures of it of what they changed her to but yeah it's it's pretty interesting and again only this version of pack land is going to be like this oh my gosh that's so weird how did they <laughs> have they have they lost the the rights for a long time or is that is that recently i, I don't think they ever technically own the rights because miss pac-man was technically a mod that they that that i think two people did to pac-man to make it better and they sold it to arcades like bars and said hey you know you have a pac-man machine do you want to upgrade it here's our upgrade it was an unofficial upgrade and namco like found out about it and they kind of like hired them and brought on and released miss pac-man but i think those two still owned the rights to the character and not bandai namco so somehow some way at games currently owns it which is why there's the plug and play miss pac-man games but miss pac-man hasn't been on any of the collections and why like one of the smash alts for pac-man hasn't been miss pac-man because that would be really obvious um yeah there you go you could you could see the difference between <laughs> well because at games owns the rights to miss pac-man they've like had to change her around uh it's a it's like a mom guy people are calling her pac mom <laughs> <laughs> it's just really really just change the colors is all it is 
like of the clothes. Well, but, no, it's yeah. not just the colors. It's it's like hair instead of a bow. The oh, one on the right is Pac Man. The one on the left hair. is Pac Mom. Yeah. Okay, I I just thought it was another bow, but yeah, I I see its hair now. But she's in high heels instead of in it, yeah, galoshes. high heels as well. So <laughs> this, people are going to Pac Mom instead. It's That's only in this version. Funny. Well, the good thing is I'm not a. I mean, it doesn't really matter, I guess, in the long run. But I'm not a huge Pac Land fan anyway. I wouldn't be getting that collection for that game. But that is but now really it has funny. Already behind it. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> oh, let's uh, let's see what's going on in the chat room. Uh, Jakester says I've lost it. it is true. Um, and uh, <laughs> he also says uh, he's going to be trying out the Splatoon three test fire along with Triangle Strategy, Advance Wars, and hopefully uh, start Super Metroid. So that's awesome. Uh, Jokester is going to be the cow ko. Kang- kangaroo uh, looks pretty neat um, and uh, also does not know how they can give us so much Pac-Man but other classic series just rot away that's <laughs> so true um, lots of lots of games that just continue to just fade into the ether meanwhile Pac-Man will not die um, Miss Pac-Man might but <laughs> Pac-Man will not <laughs> Sounds like Nintendo has that same problem too. I mean, Kid Recurus kind of just rots away. Star Tropics, F Zero. <laughs> the odds of us ever away. getting another Star Tropics is so low because Nintendo of Japan didn't do that and never they never even got the game over there. Like that is a full American series. So yep. and Nintendo of America hates us, so that's never going to happen. <laughs> Have you guys read read uh, Reggie's book yet? I have it, but I haven't read it. You read it? Yeah. I need to get it. Yeah, I need I need to as well. I, I keep seeing all these stories that are coming out about things that were shared in it. And I don't think it's, you know, it's not like him. It's like, hey, I'm done now. I'm just going to like, you know, sell all these bad things about the company or anything. But it is is really interesting. Some of the stuff that I've been seeing come out from that. Um, some of the little behind the scenes and things that he's more free to talk about now that, you know, he's not actually with the company anymore. Yeah, if you have read it, let us know what you think in the the comments or in our Discord or social media or anything. We'd love to to hear what you guys think about Reggie's book. Um, Barry, what are you going to be doing over the next couple of weeks other than playing some Elden Ring? I'm going to be a lot of work with Premium Edition. We've got Series 4 still up. We're halfway through the uh, the pre-order cycle now, so we still have two more weeks or a little more than two more weeks of, uh, of pre-orders for Wonderling DX and Rain in Your Parade. Uh, so definitely, you know, pick those up at premiumeditiongames.com if you haven't already. Uh, we actually just put up, and I'm representing it here, the Switch Collector Volume One and Two are up on the website. We have some extra copies. Uh, they are up to, as of today. So if you missed out on getting those game, uh, those books, uh, they're excellent books. Uh, very, very, you know, well done. They're massive too. They're not like little paperbacks. Um, they are available now. People have been asking for them. I know. Uh, I know Greg. Greg got a, his own copies of them as well, um, and, and people have been asking. Uh, so you know, fifty dollars. I mean, Greg's got them. You can see the size of those things. Then they're hardcover. They are they are thick. Like these are these are not little tiny books. Um, so you know, pick those up today if you want. Volume one is the first uh, first year of the Switch physicals, and the volume two is only the first half of year two. There's that many physicals that have come out. Uh, and it covers a lot of, of the collecting stuff, so uh, definitely pick those up. Uh, I just did an interview earlier today, actually, with the developer of Ran Your Parade, so that's going to go up 
uh, here soon. So uh, definitely check that out. And I've been on a, a crap ton of podcasts. Thankfully, people actually want to want to talk to me. And, and some I'm of them even bring you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, sidekick. Some of them we is that right? You were on that twice or something? Like yeah, that? well, yeah. we recorded two episodes back to back. So that was kind of fun. A uh, lot, lot of great uh, people got to meet some new, new, wonderful new people in the industry and, and revisit with some of my great friends. Uh, always a pleasure. And so I'm very thankful to all of them. So uh, if you happen to follow me on Twitter and you've seen any of those posts, uh, please give all of them some love. They're all wonderful people. And I'll be on a few more um, between now and, and the next podcast. So I'll look out for those. And uh, yeah, that's mainly <laughs> mainly what I've been busy doing. Cool. I drew me in the, uh, the chat says that, uh, the book is yeah. Reggie's book is a great read, even for just his, his, uh, live lessons, let alone, uh, the fascinating, um, stuff behind the scenes of Nintendo, um, as well. And he was also interested in the, uh, the switch collector book. So that's awesome. Yeah. I, I drew me and I did, uh, did an episode of his show, oh. House of Mario, which is actually just went live right before this podcast. So, so I haven't shared that yet. I'm going to share it, t- uh, tomorrow. Uh, but that went live. Uh, Drew is an awesome, awesome person. I'm so glad to get to meet him. We we did a recording for about an hour and a half, and we stayed on the call for about a total of three and a half hours. We just just kept talking. We had such a great time, so, such good chemistry. Uh, so definitely check out his podcast, The House of Mario, and and I'll be sharing it. If you if you don't follow him, I'll be sharing it tomorrow. Um, but yeah, thank you also for for joining us for this one. He's he's down in the land down under in Australia. So. Oh. Cool. So it's great to uh, have the you know those connections. That's awesome. So it's probably like eight in the morning there, huh? Like that. Drew, yeah. Tell, tell us what time it is there in Australia. Like I don't know how to do the math that quick. Uh, <laughs> uh, Greg, what are you about to do with over the next couple of weeks? I'm all pretty helping out premium as much as I can. I've been um, situated be head of distribution, so I've been t- trying to reach out and get us more distributors for Series Four. So I'll be putting some effort into trying to secure some more people to help stock the premium edition games. So I'll be when my side focuses on outside of uh, just enjoying playing some games and having time with my daughter and everything for this. I mean, she'll be out of school in the next pretty much shortly after the next podcast. So then we'll have all summer long to have fun. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, it's 11:50 a.m. <laughs> it's not even close to 8 a.m., which I thought. <laughs> That's great. Your time traveling is I, screwing you up. Yeah, I'm just all messed up, guys. It's gonna it's gonna be really interesting. Um, one thing I do know is that our next episode will drop on June 6th, uh, 2022. So um, again, it's gonna be pre-recorded, but uh, we'll drop it live on our YouTube uh, channel. And uh, if you have not subscribed, if you haven't hit that bell, you can be sure to do that so you get alerted as soon as it drops. We'll drop it at our normal time where we go live uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time and 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. And um, I have no idea what that is in Australia, but uh, I'm sure Drew knows that pretty well. Um, but, uh, yeah, make sure you guys uh, do check that out. Um, that'll be uh, the, the go live or uh, go, you know, uh, what's it called? A premiere, I guess, uh, where as soon as it, it drops and then also be available on all podcast apps as well. So be sure you're subscribing, be sure you're sharing it, join us on social media, all that stuff. And, uh, until we talk to you guys again, happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one. See you next time.